the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Last week was my first full week back on the air, and so it's time to get back into the normal routine of things the way we used to do them, and part of that is hosting every Monday at 12.30 p.m., Josh Pick of Aptus Wealth Management for Money Monday. Aptus is located in Lewis Center, just off Route 750, not far from 23 and 270. And Josh and I also host the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show on Friday nights at 7, replays Saturday at noon, where you can get an hour of our conversation about saving and investing your savings toward retirement. You can take advantage of a free consultation from Aptus by calling their office and setting that appointment up, 614-917-1040. Or you can make your appointment online at Aptus Wealth, A-P-T-U-S, AptusWealth.com. So, Josh, welcome in. Let's kind of go through the week in markets. We had an up-and-down week in the markets because we got some inflation numbers that suggested maybe that the most optimistic projections out there, that the Fed would cut rates starting in March, that no longer seems to be too realistic as inflation was up higher than uh, it was originally said to be up kind of scaring off the idea that the Fed would cut rates because the fear is if they did so, inflation would take off once again. Yeah, we're still in record territory, you know, the S&P edging over uh, 5,000, but the uh, inflation numbers were not as good as expected. I think uh, the the core inflation number actually edged higher by about uh, six-tenths of a percent, which is pretty significant, uh, which had an effect on the market, ending a little bit down. But I think what it confirms is exactly what you said. We're not going to see a drastic cut in rates anytime soon. I think we're going to be just slowly cutting rates and probably not towards the second till the second half of the year and not in the March meeting. Yeah, and you and I talked on Friday about the fact that uh, one of the numbers, as they often are, one of the numbers is positive, one of the numbers is negative. One of the things that's positive is consumer sentiment, according to the University of Michigan, says that it's up and it's up 30 percent from November. I wonder how much of that is just headline driven and optimistic headline driven because there for a while the general consensus was, hey, you know, inflation is under control. Inflation is coming down and the Fed's going to relax things. And I think consumer sentiment to me, that's that's really not rooted in data. That's more rooted in emotion. Yeah, but we can't ignore the fact that uh, we're somewhat a momentum driven society. And, and there are some, for example, uh, trading strategies when it comes to the market that revolve around momentum. And a lot of those are driving some of the market up as well with this kind of fear of missing out. Uh, I think some of that correlates all the way into investor sentiment, where you have people that believe that when things are good, they always continue to get good. But unfortunately, similarly, similarly, when things are bad, they'll never get good again. So what you find is that people emotionally invest when things are good, but then they also emotionally invest when things are bad. And my fear, Bruce, is that as we look at the future, uh, sure, things are great now. But we will ultimately have a correction. We always do. I'm not predicting, you know, the next recession. However, when we have that correction, oftentimes it's exacerbated by the same thing that's exacerbating the top. So when you have people that are looking kind of down the barrel of that retirement gun and saying, I'm right around the corner, the fear is that if this ship turns, how hard is it going to turn? And the same thing that's driving it up, is it going to drive it way, way down? 
Josh Pick is our guest, Aptus Wealth Management. Set up your free, no-obligation consultation by calling their office, 614-917-1040, 614-917-1040. You can also make your appointment online at their website, which is Aptus Wealth, A-P-T-U-S, aptuswealth.com. And, you know, when we talk about sentiment, the S&P 500, we tend to think, okay, that's like 500 stocks. It's pretty representative of the broad market. You've talked a lot on the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show about the S&P 500 has really driven, the gains have been driven, by the so-called Magnificent Seven, and really one of those, uh, NVIDIA, is the one that's that's really driving it, and that even something as broad-based as like the S&P 500, it's really not the 500. It's really like a very select few number of stocks. Yeah, I mean, quite frankly, if you look, uh, you know, year-to-date, 50% of the stocks in the S&P 500 aren't even positive. So what you really have is you look at the market, and this is true of last year and, and, and years prior, is you have a very few handful of stocks driving the market, and unfortunately – the way they're able to drive the market is as they get larger, you would think, well, I get one 500th representation of the total stock market in each stock, and that's just simply not the case. The S&P 500 is weighted based upon the size of the company. So when you have these you know, 7 or 10 or 15 companies that represent over a third, uh, pushing on a half of the overall representation of the market, sure, you're diversified, but maybe not as much as you think. So when you have these seven stocks running up so high, If again, if that ship corrects, remember they represent roughly a third of the overall S&P. That's going to have a pretty significant impact on your portfolio. So just you know, things that we have to take into consideration, things that we have to invest based upon if volatility is a concern for you. If you're 20, you probably don't care. If you're 62, probably a pretty important thing. Yeah, and I've shared before you know, my, my conversation with a friend I hadn't seen in a long time, and I, I always love how you characterize it. When the market's up, it's up a certain percentage. When the market's down, it's down in real dollar terms. My friend said to me, I asked him how he was doing. Like, I'm down $275,000 in my 401k. And, and, you know, all this stuff is tied together. Like, we, we talk about certain topic here, certain topic there. The prosperity of the American economy is – Definitely a driver of people's investments and whether those investments are going to appreciate and bring them the kind of income in retirement that they need to cover their expenses. And I think a lot of times people, when they think about retirement, is retirement is not like save, 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 invest, 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 collect a pot of money, put that pot of money in a safe, and then you draw it out, and boy, you sure hope you have money left when your life ends. It's Retirement is about providing the income that you no longer get from working every single day. Well, yeah, and I think how we drive that income is very important. You know, I think there's a lot of people out there right now that are growth investors, which is great, but they really don't have an income plan. They just hope that their asset base gets higher. And then you have people that are kind of running to the sidelines and saying, well, I can get 5% of the money market, so I'm just going to put it there. When in reality, the focus, if you're you know, in or near the age of retirement, should be how am I going to turn these assets into a predictable income stream in the most tax-efficient way possible. And unfortunately, I think the industry spends a lot of time worrying about how do I build my net worth and very little time talking about how do I turn that into a faucet of income that I can predictably live on for the rest of my life. Josh Pick is our guest. Money Monday is the segment. Josh is with Aptus Wealth Management. They're located in Lewis Center. They offer you a free consultation. Go in, get to know them. Talk about these things. Get information. Information is power and Certainly they have it. Josh has been doing this a long time. He knows what he's doing. Uh, I'm a client. Uh, I didn't become a client 
until I'd known Josh for a couple of years, not because I wasn't interested in it, but because there was no pressure on his part, never asked me to come in. I broached the topic, and we ended up being Aptus clients, and we're very happy. 614-917-1040 is the number to check out Aptus Wealth Management. And a big part of people's retirement is Social Security, 401Ks. We chatted briefly on the show Friday about the quote-unquote fix for Social Security long-term proposed by some is to take away the tax advantages to 401ks to start taxing that. It's a way, they say, the people who are pushing this, to get about $185 billion in annual uh, tax revenue so that they could fund Social Security. What do you think of that proposal? What do you think the challenges of it would be? Well, I think it at least uh, shines a light on the fact that we have some challenges ahead of us. Uh, and one of those challenges is Social Security. We've talked about many times, you know, that the the, the Money's going to run out sometime in the 2030s, and that doesn't mean that everybody's Social Security is going to go away, but it will certainly be reduced. And the government's going to have to make some hard choices and look around and see how can we fund that. And unfortunately, one of the things that keeps on getting thrown on the docket, I don't believe that it will go through, but is how can we gain some tax dollars from people's 401ks? Now, we can talk about whether or not that makes sense or it doesn't make sense, but I think, and I would argue that it definitely does not, by the way, but... Uh, I think it, it points to maybe I shouldn't have all of my eggs in one basket. And I think when we talk about that, we oftentimes think about, well, I don't have all my investments in the same stock, or I don't want to have all my investments with one company. But we very infrequently think about maybe I shouldn't have all my investments in one tax code. And, uh, you know, if you look at the average American, we have a savings account, we have a house, and then we have a 401k. And there's not a whole lot typically in the middle. I think this just shines a light on the fact that maybe we should start looking at some things in the middle so that we don't have all our eggs in one tax basket that can be attached uh, either. Now, I'm not suggesting that anybody should go out and quit contributing to their 401k, but I think there should be some very conscious uh, analytical thought put into where's my money going and why and how am I hedging my positions, both against market loss but against maybe uh, decisions that are made in Washington. Yeah, and that's obviously a big piece of what you can broach with Josh and his team when you go in for your free no-obligation consultation. 614-917-1040 is the number at Aptus, located in Lewis Center, just off Route 750. 614-917-1040 or online at AptusWealth, A-P-T-U-S, AptusWealth.com. Josh, always great to talk with you. Thanks for your time today. We'll see you on Friday. You as well. Thanks, Bruce. Now, years ago, years and years and years ago, uh, I interviewed for a job as a newspaper reporter at the Columbus Dispatch. Uh, I didn't get it, but in my two hours in town, I was uh, hmm, a little uh, flummoxed by the fact that at that time, I think I had like six years or maybe five years as a full-time newspaper reporter. And, you know, anywhere you went, you got paid by scale. Been in it five years, you get this much. Been in it 10 years, you get this much. Uh, The Dispatch had a unique formula, I'll say unique, for evaluating your experience, which is a kind way of saying for diminishing your experience. And you say, I have five years experience, scale is this. They go, ah, and under our formula, you have uh, three and a half years experience. And I often wondered, well, uh, what was behind that? Well, what was behind that was uh, the people who owned the newspaper at that time, the Wolf family. And I see in today's Columbus Dispatch that the Wolf family, which previously owned the Dispatch for more than a century, has donated 
$50 million to Ohio State to build that mammoth 26-floor touch-the-sky medical tower that they're building. So I would imagine the way this works is, since the Wolves gave $50 million, and we'll get their name on the uh, John F. Wolf Lobby and the Wolf Foundation Crossroads, whatever that is, uh, then Wexner will want his name in a more prominent place, and he'll give $75 million. Of course, Les has already given, like, probably hundreds of millions of dollars. And let me just say, I had dinner with John Wolf once. I found him to be an incredibly nice man. Uh, so <laughs> I just thought this was odd. $50 million bucks. Um, The Dispatch writes a lot about affordable housing. They write a lot about equity, as I'll prove in a moment. And yet, you know, this is kind of a victory lap. Still. Like nothing like what else could that $50 million do. Now, I know uh, you're going to say, oh, it does a lot of good there, medical, 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 which, well, let's find out. Another headline in the Columbus Dispatch today about medical stuff. Franklin County pumping millions into health care equity. <clears throat> health care equity. It's an interesting concept, is it not? It's always been my impression on health care that uh, the sickest people need the most care. That's the whole concept of triage and a war zone is built around that. Like, if you hurt the worst, you get the most immediate attention, trying to save as many lives as possible. Anytime you introduce equity, like we're trying to even it out, then I start to worry about maybe the sickest people aren't getting the most attention. But I think differently from the uh, Franklin County commissioners. According to Bill Bush of the Columbus Dispatch, a 2019 decision by the Franklin County commissioners that the county needed to do more to combat growing societal inequities is continuing to pump general fund dollars into a locally created program promoting equity in health care. Equity, equity, equity. How much money? On $1.7 million to nine organizations. $1.7 million. Nine. We're talking about almost 200 grand in organizations. To reduce disparities in health outcomes, primarily for populations that have been historically underserved by health providers. Does that happen? Are there populations that are historically underserved by health providers? Now, I noticed one story that was not in the Columbus Dispatch today was one that I saw in the local news over the weekend that we had like four shootings in a day and a half in Columbus. And in two of those shootings, the victims of the shootings walked into hospital emergency rooms and were treated. They were not turned away at the emergency room because they didn't have health insurance or because they came from populations that I'm sure the Franklin County commissioners would tell us have been historically underserved by health care providers. Does anybody get turned away at an emergency room because, you know, they're underserved because lack of equity? I don't think that happens. The Franklin County commissioners must think it happens. Uh, here's Kevin Boyce. He's the president of your Franklin County commissioners who's handing out checks to perpetuate equity. What we learned is that inequities that exist in health care and wellness were a core part of the central reason that we're still experiencing these disparities. Well, that's a nice self-fulfilling prophecy, isn't it? Inequities that exist are the reasons that inequities exist. Is essentially what he's saying. 
Okay. Who's getting the money? Helping our people every day, HOPE, which provides care coordination for vulnerable populations. The Cancer Support Community of Central Ohio. This will be relevant to me since I recently diagnosed with that condition. $150,000 to reduce barriers to cancer care. You know, when I got to Riverside on the day that I had my seizure here, they never asked me about how was I going to pay for this. They never even asked me. They just said, this guy's got a situation we need to take care of. Let's take care of it, and we'll get to the money later. And Ohio Health has been phenomenal. I can't say enough great things about Ohio Health. In my case, I know probably some of you have horror stories to tell. That just is how it is in a big organization. But I'm huge thumbs up to Ohio Health. I'm so glad that I was at Ohio Health and not at Ohio State for my cancer care. Because I wasn't treated like a lab rat. I was treated by people who genuinely conveyed their compassion and care for me. But the Cancer Support Community of Central Ohio is getting 150 grand to reduce barriers to cancer care, which I can tell you didn't exist in my case, by providing appropriate support education programs and wraparound services for black and LGBTQIA plus individuals who are impacted by cancer and experiencing poverty. Equity, 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 equity. The Children's Hunger Alliance gets $150,000 to provide healthy and nutritious meals to children. I love this phrasing. Boy, is this a woke phrase. Provide healthy and nutritious meals to children at risk for food insecurity. Is that hunger? Is that what that is? I hear a lot about food insecurity. Why don't we just call it what it is? That's hunger. We can't say hunger. That's probably, uh, that's probably racist or might make somebody feel bad that they're hungry. We call it food insecurity. Is the food insecure? I sample a lot of food. No food has ever compelled me to bend my ear close down to the plate and said, I'm really insecure. You're about to consume me. No, <laughs> that doesn't happen. But we had to invent the term food insecurity. And they're also going to increase access to nutritious foods and educate children about eating healthy. Good. I have a question. Are they giving kids juice boxes? I don't, I don't know. I just want to know. I want to know if they're giving kids juice boxes because those things, including like apple juice and orange juice, are laced with sugar and preservatives. I hope they're doing a good job with this. I tend to wonder if they are really doing a good job with it. But your Franklin County commissioners spending $1.7 million to combat equity, and are they taking new grants? Uh, no, they are not. Or are they taking new applications? No. Recipients are required to demonstrate that they are providing healthcare-focused, long-term improvement outcomes. So they're not evaluating them year to year. Once you're in, you're in. That's often how it works in the boondoggle that is equity. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.